Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, it's a holiday weekend. I want to commend you, church. Beautiful attendance. Man, y'all turned out. You would never know it. Never know it. So uh, I'm grateful and thankful. So we're in a series uh, called Hearing God's voice, and it's the most powerful thing you can do is hear the voice of God. And so what I've done, this is week four, and I've tried to build it along the way uh, the last three weeks. And like I said from the very beginning, we are going to, uh, each week, we're just kind of laying a brick. We're just kind of building this thing. And so when I sat with this uh, months ago on this whole series, um, this was one message, uh, it's not anymore, okay? Uh, this is two messages, part one today, part two next week. So if you're here today, good, you're going to be here next week. That's awesome. There's going to be a good crowd already. So uh, you can't miss it. It's too much. It's too rich today, and there's too much for me to cover all four. So all I'm going to do is cover two points today, but, uh, but it is so, you cannot, you can't miss this part right here. This is as rich as it gets. And so hearing God's voice. So the title of the message today is simply this, value his voice. Got to value his voice. In the Bible, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, the word says this, now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. That's New King James. In the NIV, last part of that says, not many visions. You know that where there's no vision, the people perish. Where there's no revelation, there's no fresh word from God. Amen? We need a fresh word from God. We need a revelation today. It says that it was rare in those days. Now, rare would mean limited. Like, if there was, a, if, if gas was rare, we'd be acting a fool at gas stations trying to fill up. If ribeyes were rare, we'd be driving a lot further than sawgrass to get one. Amen? And I'd be that person. I'd be racing you, all right? But, but rare. So the Hebrew word in this the Hebrew meaning in this word rare is value. There, there, there was little value on the word from the Lord. That sounds similar to today. There's very little value on what God wants to say. We want to hear from a lot of other stuff. What's God saying? What's the Father saying? Amen media telling me what they think I want to hear, telling me a bunch of drama and made-up junk. I know you're chasing ratings, but can somebody just 
dial the truth every once in a while and tell me the truth. It's, it's value. Got to value his voice. So here's the deal. I'm going to have to set a value on God's voice. I'm going to have to set a value on God's voice. Because here's what I've learned in my 53 years. We're going to make time for what we value. <laughs> we're going to do what we want to do. One way or the other, we're going to get that done. Amen, husbands? We're going to buy that thing we want to buy one way or the other, okay? We're going to do what we want. Listen to me. If you are a golfer, you're going to go play golf that day regardless because everything is going to be built around it. It is. If whatever it is that's your giddy-up, that, that's your thing, if, if hunting is your thing, if two weeks in the mountain killing an elk is your thing, then you're going to make that happen. You're going to build everything around it because we value that. So here's the question. What value have I set on God's voice? What, what am I protecting? What am I building? What am I putting around that time? Some of you are like, Rutro, I'm not, I'm not valuing it. If it happens, it happens. It's not happening. It's just not happening. If it was going to happen, it would have already happened. You're going to have to set a value on how important it is to hear his voice. Because I think by now we have pretty much set a set, set the table the last three weeks that God speaks. I mean, I, I think all that, the jury's set on that. I mean, we, we're good. He speaks. The question is, am I setting a value on the voice to hear it? See, the ball's in my court now. God says, listen, Jeff, I'm speaking. Question is, are you putting yourself in a position to hear it? Am I? And if you're not, Jeff, then listen, self-inflicted pain gets no sympathy. He didn't say that because he's a gracious God, but, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Church, he, he is speaking every single day. The question is, are we listening to him? What value have I set on God's voice? So here's two things we're going to have to do if we're going to hear his voice outside of setting the, determining the value of that. Number one, we're going to have to set an appointment. We're going to have to set an appointment. I want you to go to Exodus 19. Probably should have had you go there before, sorry. Exodus 19. Exodus 19. I want you to look at verse 10 and 11. Exodus 10 and 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. God said, get ready, because I'm going to come down I'm going to come down. I'm setting an appointment. Get yourself ready. I'm coming down 
Get ready. How many of us are ready for him? How many of us are getting ourselves in a position to be ready for him? You see, if we're going to hear God's voice, we've got to set an appointment. We've got, we put appointments in the phones for everything. If you can't remember anything, your phone can tell you, okay? Just, just put in there, I got to set an appointment with God and let this phone go. You have an appointment with God. If that's what you need, okay, then do that. I think it's going to come the day when, the, 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 I mean, it's just, they have to tell us everything. You have to go to the bathroom. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. You, come on, humans, can y'all not? I mean, that's kind of how it's going, you know what I mean? So, so set an appointment, set an appointment that I got to meet with God. He said, well, in the scripture, God says he already set an appointment. Well, let me tell you something. God sets an appointment every morning with us when that sun comes up. Because he says, the breath that I give you today is a gift from me. Sit with me before you take off. See, God's phone reminds us that he wants to meet with us when he brings the sun up. Your phone should too. God set an appointment. A misappointment is a disappointment. If we want to hear God's voice, we must set an appointment. We must set an appointment. Listen to me. How many of you have been meaning to have dinner with that couple and said a thousand times, we need to go have dinner? Well, six years later, you're still trying to have dinner with that couple. You have to set an appointment today or it's not going to happen. And the same is true from hearing God's voice. I want you to skip down a little bit to verse 19. See what happens with this appointment. Verse 19. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and watch this, and God answered him by voice. When we set that appointment with God and we meet with God, God will speak to us every time. God comes, listen to me, God comes to a prepared place. God comes to a prepared atmosphere. This place right here, you thought you just walked in and, and, and it just happened. This has been prepared. It's been set apart. It's been dedicated. This atmosphere has been prayed over. We pray that God will come down. We pray that God, we, we would enter his presence. We pray that the Holy Spirit would speak. We prepare this place for this encounter. You have got to set up the same sanctuary, worship center, tabernacle, place of worship in your own life, home, somewhere. Well, you have a place set apart, dedicated for God to speak. That's your spot. That's your spot. Do you have that spot? Do you have it in your house? You might say, well, <laughs> preacher, I got five kids under seven, two dogs, and I think that's our cat because he hangs out. I don't have no time for nothing else, all right? Listen to me. 
you're going to be nothing to those five kids, two dogs, and that cat you think's yours unless you sit with God. You think you've got a lot now, you wait. Listen to me. One of the most important schedules that you will ever set on your phone if you need be is an appointment with God. You got to set it. Because it's not it's going to happen. He comes to a prepared place. He comes to a prepared atmosphere. I, I have my study, obviously, at, at my office, private study. I have a place at my house on, on Friday mornings and Saturday mornings, kind of a sanctuary area. My Jeep kind of serves as that. Sometimes I have some places I can just go hide <laughs> and sit when there's too many voices. Uh, Meta Park became kind of that place for me during a season of my life. Me and Melissa and I, when we were going through a battle and she was taking chemo at Harrington, I would walk at Meta Park and, and, and me and the geese. And so, so you've got to find a place. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter where it is, but you've got to find a place. Cab of your truck. It doesn't matter. You've got to find a place to, to sit with God, to make an appointment. That, that place right there is my set time, my set place that I sit with the Father. You've got to have it. You got to have it. You got to dedicate it. You got to set it apart. And when you walk in, it's almost like you're walking on holy ground. You want to take your sandals off, boots off, your shoes off, and you meet with the Lord. Okay. You got to set an appointment. Number two, one that's very precious to me, is you got to be still. Mm. You got to be still and you got to worship. You got to be still. And you got to worship. Psalm 46, Psalm 4610. Be still, watch this, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. How many of you know that order uh, matters in Scripture? Order matters in Scripture. Can, can you... Can I point something out to you you may not have seen? The beginning of that says, be still and know that I am God. It doesn't say, I know that that's God, be still. Because many of us, my friends, we're not still. We're busy. God's like right there, and we're like, hey, God, <laughs> hey, God, I'm hey, God, Hey, hey, God, hey, God, wait, I'll see you Sunday, God. <laughs> yeah, you're great. God's like, excuse me, excuse me. Can you be still and let me show you the God you don't know? There's a lot more to me than you know, and there's a lot more I want to show to you. The greatest hindrance for us knowing God is our busyness. Some of us are so busy, we don't even know God. We know about him. We've, no, we've heard about his greatness. We've heard about who he is and what he's done. We've heard stories, but we don't know him. We don't know him because we have not been still. You got to be still and know that I am God. For he said, I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted on the earth. I want you to look at Exodus 14, 13, listen to 14, 13 of Exodus. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see 
the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Stand still. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I want you to go to Second uh, Chronicles, not Second Corinthians. You'll be as lost as a goose in a snowstorm. All right? Go to Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 17. Second Chronicles 20, 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Mm. Somebody go out and start underlining some of this stuff. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Do you see what he's saying here? You're you're not going to do that battle. You're not. You're not going to do that battle. You're not going to fight. You're going to position yourself. You're going to position yourself. And you're going to stand still and watch me. I want to say something to you. Some of you in here are fighting battles you're not intended to fight. If you go on and read this text, there are three massive kicktail armies encamped around these folks. And they're going to kill them. These three armies are going to kill them. And there's nothing they can do about it. And God says, listen to me. You're not going to fight this battle. You're not. I am going to fight this battle for you. You're going to do what I said. You're going to stand still and watch salvation of the arm. So what he does is, what, what, what he tells them to do is this. Send out the worship team. Send out the singers. Send out the praisers. And right there, they bow down their face to the ground, and they begin to worship, and they just start singing and singing and singing and praising and singing and worshiping and singing and praising. Can I tell you what happened to these three armies? They turn on themselves, kill themselves, and they're gone. Those three armies don't even exist. They get up next morning, and they're gone. And they've never battled. They never fought. They never lifted a sword. All they did was worship. Some of us in here, we are fighting battles we're not intended to fight. We're battling things we're not intended to battle. Some of you are battling in marriage. Some of you are battling in homes. Some of you are battling other stuff physically. Some of you are battling at work. Some of you are fighting stuff. Some of you need breakthrough in these areas. Some of you need a miracle in these areas. Some of you said, God, I need you to fresh something in my marriage. And you're fighting against all this stuff. And what he's saying is this, quit battling. Quit fighting. That's not your fight. That's my fight. You fight by worshiping. You start worshiping and let me do that. Let me do that. You got to send your worship first. God may or may not change the circumstance or the situation, but he'll change the heart that walks back in that circumstance 
and that situation. My granddad used to tell me all the time, son, you're going to have to understand something about life. You can't punch air because two things are going to happen to you. You're going to get really tired and you're not going to make any impact at all. There's a lot of people today that are punching air. They're up against a fight and they're battling things. Some came their way by choices. Some did not come their way by choices. It just came. And they don't know what to do with it. And they're overwhelmed by it. And, and they, don't, they don't have an answer. And, they're, and, 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 and they just they don't know what to do. They're confused. They're struggling. Uh, they can't get breakthrough. It seems to still be there for them. It's a lot. They're heavy. They, they can't hold up under it. It's beginning to put stress on their life, stress on their marriage, stress on their family, stress on their work. And, and they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. And they, and they punch at it, but it's not changing. It's not doing any good. They look up, a month from now, it's the same. Two months from now, it's the same. Six months from now, it's the same. Year from now, it's the same. Two years from now, it's the same. And, and some of them are just giving up and walking away. And I'm telling you right now, that is not even your fight. It's not your battle. It's not our fight. It's not your fight to fight. It's his to win. These, these, God's people said, there's three armies. I don't know what to do. These three armies, we're going to kill them. God said, send out the worshipers. Go worship first. And in the midst of the worship, they all laid down. They're gone. We got to get out of the way. <laughs> Let me say it like this. We need to get out of his way. People often ask me a lot. They say, being a senior pastor, tough? I know it's tough. I know you have a lot on you. It is tough. It's tough being a senior pastor. It's tough leading, period. It's a lot that comes your way, a lot of information, a lot of people. If you ask me, the, the, the amount of stuff that, that I'm told and I know is, is heavy. And they say, but I see you and it doesn't look heavy. How do, you, how do you do that? I, I, I do point two. I, I do point two. I, I didn't say this in the first service, but I had a situation that happened to me early in ministry. And it had and still does have a, man, enormous impact on my life. I'm 30 years old. My son's 10 days old. I don't even have my precious little girl yet. And I walk into a church that I'm serving on staff. And my pastor hung himself. And I find his body and I cut him down. I lay him in the hall and I put his jacket over him. And I lean against the wall and I say these words. God, if that's what that's about, I'm out. I'm out. I ain't doing this. I'm not doing that. I go back to my office and they keep me isolated. And I said, God, how do I not end up like that? And I heard these words. You got to be still, Jeff. You got to be still. You got to be still. And know that I am God. 
and I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted on the earth. All the time, man, I get stuff, and it's heavy. It's hard to be a senior pastor. It's hard to lead, and sometimes it can be overwhelming, and if I try to do it in my strength without sitting, I'd be in trouble. And I have places, I have sanctuary, I have dedicated places, I have a chair that's dedicated. And, I, and, it, and I, I sit, man, I sit. And I sit, and, I, be, and I, I am still. I'm still. And I've learned to worship there. And when I say worship, I don't mean take my laptop and play music. I don't mean take my phone and plug it up. No. I mean, you go in there and you sit, and you worship. Now, I want to tell you something. I can't sing a lick. I mean, it's ugly. Ugly. <laughs> my wife will say, baby, that, them words not in that song we're singing. <laughs> it's in my song. <laughs> and that's how I worship in there. And I sit, and I just enter his presence, and I just get still. And with all that stuff on me, and all those decisions to make, and all those choices to make. Because you know, remember, as a, as a senior pastor, you're the most popular guy in the world until you make a decision they don't like. Until you tell them no. Wait till you tell them no. Oh, yeah, they'll buy you lunch today. Tell them no, and they won't buy nothing. I sit there, and, I, and I'm still, and I just begin to worship. And I just begin to sing. And sometimes, man, I don't have anything to say but Jesus. And I just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No other name like Jesus. No other name like Jesus. And the hallelujah songs become one of mine. I, that's what I enter with sometimes. But I, I want to invite you to do something with me. If you don't have that place, if you don't have that chair, if you don't have that location, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, you have got to have that place. You got to. You got to. Because you're not going to make it. You, you won't be what God wants you to be. You won't lead and be the daddy and be the husband, the mama and the wife. You can't. It's what you got to do. You got to hear his voice. Have you got that spot? We sang earlier. It's your breath in my lungs that I praise. I just sing out of praise. All you've got to do is enter into that place, find that dedicated location, sit before the Lord, be still, and begin to worship. And I want you to know something. All that stuff that's up against you, all those battles, all those relationships, all that conflict, all that tension, all that junk, all that, this, all that stuff, as you worship, it'll begin to drop off. And here's what's happened to me many times. I have a lot of stuff on my plate, and I sit in there, and I come out, and all of a sudden, one by one, people come to me that have brought me that stuff. And they're like, Pastor, I'm good. We're good. We're good. I'm good. We're good. I'm like, that's great. Let's go to Chop Chop. I mean, it's gone. I didn't have to do it. 
He did it. We, we say, God's in control. He's sovereign. What's your feet and mouth say? If he is, turn him loose. Get out of the way and let him go do his thing. He reminded the army, listen, this battle's not yours. This fight's not yours. Stand still, worship me, and I'll go do the rest. They got still. They began to worship, and God wiped them out. Some of you are tired because you're battling stuff you're not supposed to battle. You're fighting against stuff that's not the enemy. People that love you, you see them as the enemy. You're fighting them. They're not the enemy. Sit, be still, and worship. As we close, I just want to say this to you. You have got to send your worship first. You got to send your worship first. You say, well, pastor, you've said nothing about reading God's word and praying. That's next week. That's next week. Don't come against me and say, you didn't say anything about the word. Jesus came the word, dwelt among us. I know that. I'll touch on that next week. But listen to me. What good is it going to do for him to dwell among us if you can't hear him? I'm sorry. All these people are caught up trying to be super spiritual. Listen, I know a bunch of super spiritual people with a whole bunch of stuff hanging on their wall that ain't heard from God in decades. Man, the greatest things in my life, greatest times in my life, is what God said to me. Mm. Boy, I'm telling you right now, I ain't nothing, nothing. Like when God says it, nothing. Go get still and ask him to speak to you. And you better get ready. You better put your hands like this because he's about to pour it out. And here's what's going to take place after that. She ain't going to be able to do nothing but bust out in worship. And you're just going to have to get ugly in there and worship, okay? Because <laughs> sometimes worship just flat gets ugly, all right? And watch him wipe out your enemies and give you breakthrough, amen. I'm going to ask you to stay in church. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. Each week, I always ask you to do this. I want you to ask the Father, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what did you say to me today through this message? What did you, Holy Spirit, say to me today through this message? For some of you, you got to go home and get a chair. You got to find a chair. Find your place. For some, they need to sit down here and just, God, I, I repent. I, I have not heard from you. I need to hear from you. Whatever he said. Whatever he said through the Holy Spirit today, go do that. Just do that. Do that. Do that. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Man. God, you know we love you. We love you, Father. And we know you're speaking. God, we're sorry. God, absolutely, we are sorry for not putting ourselves in a position to hear you. And God, I pray today 
that you've said to us, taught us, and, and spoke to us today, that we've got to find a place, a chair, a sanctuary, a haven, a place of worship where we meet with the King. God, we're hungry. We need it bad. We're starving for the word of the Lord. It's rare. It's rare. So God, today, pour semen about around what you said today. And God, through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit today, I pray you call all men and women, boys and girls, to that. And so God, as we, as we go in the worship, as we begin the worship, God, I pray that you would draw us to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 